No, that's good. Keep listening to this podcast. Whatever you do out there, whoever you are in Mariner's land, keep listening to this podcast. You don't have to be loyal to a single podcast. Just keep this podcast in your rotation. You know, you can find me on Twitter at Prospect Insider. Baseball Things is the podcast, but keep listening to this podcast. Keep it in your rotation. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mariner's Mojo, the heartbeat of baseball podcast brought to you by two lifelong Mariner's fans, Chris and Alex. How's it going, buddy? I'm going good. Nice. Good. That's like good. the most standard, normal answer I've gotten from you so far. <laughs> like no yelling, no weird noises, no awkward silence. Just simple. I think that was the best one when you just didn't respond once. You just sat there looking at me. I don't remember this at all. That doesn't surprise me either. All right, so today's episode is going to be a little different, but before we get there, we're jumping right into trivia. And Alex has no idea where I'm going with this, but I want to know. Trivia. You just told me. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Who is the last starting pitcher for the Mariners in their most recent playoff game? Like who last started a game in the last playoff game? I don't know. This thing, it's been 20 <laughs> years. It's a good one. Hmm. October 22nd. 2001. We had just started high school. No, we had just started eighth grade. Yeah, so we weren't even there yet. We started eighth grade when this happened. Oh. It's a good one, huh? I can just guess because that's all it is. Do you want some time to think about it? Yeah, right. I'll think about it. So today... We are actually joined by Jordan Schusterman, who is the first three-time guest on the podcast, I think. I don't think anybody else has been on three times. No. Oh, uh, has Churchill, Churchill's been on twice, I think? I don't remember. I think we've had a couple people on twice. That has to do with remembering things, and I don't do that. That's true. But yeah, Jordan Schusterman comes on, and last week we talked about what we wanted to do with the team. So this week we're having him on, and we just kind of talk through all the positions, and he talks about interesting names and a couple that have popped up because of um, like odd options being declined or just under-the-radar guys. And it's nice having somebody on who talks about baseball for a living instead of just once a week with a buddy after 30 minutes of research. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so here is our interview with Jordan Schusterman. All right. So once again, we are joined by Jordan Schusterman. How's it going, man? I'm great. I'm so, I'm so happy to be back with you guys. Uh, this is always fun, fun place to talk Mariners. We always enjoy having you on. It's nice having someone who knows what they're talking about and that they're, and it's a nice combination. One <laughs> you don't yeah. see online that often. A rare breed. Yeah. I will say that. Over the past year, as I have gotten, I, I you know, I, I started tweeting from my own account for the first time in, you know, my eight years of, you know, my barbecue existence. And I basically only have my personal account to be on, to be like, to tweet about the Mariners. Like, that's pretty much the whole point. Yeah. Um, and so I've, I've like been much more like knee deep in like the Mariners, you know, fandom. Gotcha. Uh, and let me tell you, um, yeah, it's 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 pretty gnarly out there. I yeah. guess this is the nature of every fan base, right? Yeah, um, I think that's part of it. Uh, and that's fine. Again, a part of me is like, oh, that's good. That actually makes me feel good that there's also you know bad Mariners fans. That makes me feel like it's more of a real thing. Um, but it's fine. I you know what? Whatever. It's it's all. This is a safe space. We can come up with our crazy ideas, and we don't all have to agree. That's 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 fine. Yeah, it's when when you're coming up with the crazy ideas, but you know that it's kind of crazy. That's mm -hmm. okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. So we'll start off with that. What kind of crazy ideas do you have about the Mariners for this off season? <laughs> like what pops the list? If Jordan was putting together, like make <sighs> me crazy, but. Well, I think that's the, I think that's the, the scary part is that the, the canvas is so blank. I mean, you look at, as we sit here, you know, right before the the winter meet, winter meetings, right before the GM meetings start this week, as we're recording this, and we know that 
we obviously we do Seager wasn't coming back, but you know, with the surprise of Kikuchi not coming back or not opting in, or I guess opting out, whatever. Um, that's another, you know, 13 million. And the payroll as it sits right now is at like $60 million, right? And so if we know that the and again, this is going off of you know what what Divish said, what Divish wrote today, kind of previewing the the GM meetings, which is that like, okay, so we know that they're gonna increase payroll. We know that when Jerry came in and they had the bloated contracts, their payroll was like 160, 170 million. I don't expect to get to that point. But if we're going to get to even 120, you know, let alone maybe 130, 140, 150, there's a lot of moves to be made. You know, there's a there's a lot that can happen. And so with all of that said, um, it's very exciting, but also kind of hard to even know where to begin um, as as far as what 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 it actually looks like, what a spending spree looks like. I, I also think a big part of it, too, is that we know that the top of this market is the shortstops and if the shortstops want to play shortstop, I don't think I don't think they're going to come to Seattle because I think J.P. Crawford's the shortstop. Um, so I think that's the first thing where it's like, all right, if we're going to go real crazy and just go full, you know, Robinson Cano, just blow it out for the top guy in the market, uh, whether that's Correa or Seager, I just don't I just don't think that's going to happen. And that's fine, right? There are other good players available like Semyon and, and Bryant, and I think those are a little more realistic. Uh, but I think without naming names in particular, which I mean, we can, if we, if we'll get to that. But like, I think the dream scenario is basically uh, a starting third baseman, whether that's Semyon or Bryant, um, another actual good outfielder that is going to rely on, that is going to allow Kyle Lewis to hopefully DH more and ideally have Kelnick move to uh, left, um, you know, until Julio's ready. And then a starting pitcher, like a good starting pitcher. I think if they can check those three boxes, then I, I, I mean, I'm going to be feel, feeling pretty good. I have a hard time believing they're going to be able to do that and not pick one player where I'm like, eh, that I'm a little scared of, uh, whether that's through trade or through free agency. But um, that's, I would say that's, that's, you know, those are my big dreams from the start. So I think with salary, wasn't that 60 million number before? or when everyone thought they were going to have Kikuchi and now it's at like 45. So I think I'm pretty sure looking at it now on fan graphs, it is the 60 million does not count Kikuchi. Now the number you might've been looking at might've been without the ARB numbers, but like they're going to be paying Hanniger 8.5. 8. So that might've not counted that. No, I, got it up, be, but I got it up on Spotrack right now and it shows Hanniger and Murphy and the other ARB guys and even got Cano on there and it says 44, five. Really? Okay. Cause yeah. I, the, the fan graphs when I'm looking at has 59, but I mean, again, the point is whether it's 45 or 50, if you're 60, the point is we know they're going to get to, we know it has to be pushing over 100, has to be pushing probably over 120. So I think the point yeah. still stands. If they have more than that, great. Um, yes. But yeah, so I don't know. Do you, of those three things, how would you rank the, the three uh, third basemen? I mean, okay, so second, okay, so, well, I guess maybe we could start on the infield, right? Yeah. Is it more important to get a starting third baseman or a starting second baseman, or are they going to be able to, do both i mean that, that's the thing right because right now it's going to be some combination of dylan moore poro and i don't know who sam Haggerty. like who am i forgetting any obvious ones no no they don't really got much depth there <laughs> right so we're not playing ty france okay all right well then that, okay there's the question too do you try to move ty france back to third Here's why. <laughs> well, because Evan White. I mean, Evan White's the biggest question, mark, right? Well, put um, Evan White in left field then. Hmm, that's another issue. That's not going to make the fans happy, though. I mean, the Evan White question is. I honestly, for the purpose of this con of this conversation, I'm I'm going to filibuster the Evan White conversation until spring. I don't want to have to think about that. Evan White is not going to change what they're going to be doing this offseason, in my opinion. No, um, I don't think so either. But he is still around, and he's part of the equation. So, the, but 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 what do you think? So, like for Toro, okay, like Toro is fine, but he sh probably should not be. We, we you know one of those spots has to be I think started by someone a lot better than Toro or more, right? Are we in agreement on that? Yeah, and I think 
the answer to second or third base is kind of how you feel about Toro. Like, is Toro just going to be a utility guy who fills in spots in the infield, or is he actually going to start mm-hmm. in one of those spots? Mm-hmm. Right, because I guess you're kind of thinking, like, if they really want to be good, is are Toro and Moore both still on the roster? Um, I think, man, <laughs> the the more the Dylan Moore is the one where it's like, oh, they should have flipped him last year. <laughs> yeah, I should have flipped him after his excellent three thirty games, you know. Um, but. I don't know. I mean, but that's the thing, right? Because the infield's like, I don't, I don't want to watch Donovan Walton. I'm sorry. I don't know. It's not going to be Padlo. It's not going to be, you know, Shed's gone now, right? So he's obviously yeah. he's not part of, the, part of the mix. Um. So, yeah. I mean, I think Toro is much more likely to stick around than um, than Moore. I think Moore is more likely to be traded. I think Fraley's more likely to be traded. Um. So, like, I'm fine with that. I honestly would be fine with Toro starting on opening day at second and third if the other spot is Semyon or Bryant. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think we're kind of on the same page. It's just, is Toro going to learn enough under Perry Hill to, like, be an effective second baseman? Dude, at this point, like, why would we doubt Perry Hill, honestly? (laughs) Like, I honestly, like... And I, and to, part of me is that like oh well shit like then fucking put Ty France back at third right <laughs> but <laughs> but but it's not you know it's not that simple I I mean Tor is such a weird athlete that like I don't even I, the defense is not gonna be my issue with him like I'm much more concerned about whether he could be like an average hitter um, again not as important if he's batting seventh and not fourth or fifth um, but you know. I, I the the defense with Toro I'm not as as concerned with because I don't think he will be like a disaster the way we've seen, <laughs> you know, yeah. the previous version of Ty Franz, you know, Ryan Healy, Tim Beckham, like he's just gonna be fine and that's okay. And if Perry Hills can do his magic, then it'll be better than fine. Yeah, and Toro's still young, so he could grow into it because he's gonna be 25, 26. That's what I'm saying. Like he's yeah, 25. Yeah. You know, Dylan Moore's already 29. I know Fraley's kind of in the middle there, but that's where it's just like I don't think Moore showed enough that he's like, but I don't know. It seems like Service just freaking loves him. And like obviously he is a good defender at most of the positions he plays. So I would just be surprised. Like I just feel like they just acquired Toro. They clearly believe in him. So like yeah. he's gonna get a shot. Um, whereas I feel like Fraley is the one where it's like We've seen some positive signs, but I would be fine just moving on from him and trading him, I think. Uh, it's hard because it's like, oh, yeah, like let's move on from Fraley. And then that Detroit Tigers game from the beginning of the year pops up. It's like, oh, he made that home run saving catch and then hit a walk off. And Yeah, I don't know. Ahead. I mean, he was he was good. Like he's. He's I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really not sure what to make of him, to be honest. And, and injuries seem to be kind of an ongoing issue with him too so i don't really know how much you know we're counting him in that sense but i mean the the you know the see the, the dreams in the outfield should obviously be much bigger than jake fraley no, no matter what we think of him right whether that's trading for a better outfielder you know like buxton you know throwing that out there whether that's whether that is just eventually you know the, the julio kelnick lewis outfield we've always been dreaming of but Lewis is another, you know, total question mark at this point. So we can't really be counting on him for anything. So, um, so before we get to Buxton, mm-hmm. like if it's Simeon or Bryant, you can only sign one of them. Mm-hmm. Which one? Like if it's oh, up man. for you, right? Yeah. <laughs> I was just so it's weird because it's it's totally polar opposite, like. The profiles there are so are so interesting because Semyon, I think, is one of the more remarkable breakouts um, that I can really ever remembering. Just because, you know, sometimes we have like shitty players become really awesome, or like someone that just like figures something out. You know, maybe it's like they finally get the opportunity. But like Marcus Semyon was just totally average for basically six seasons 
and then suddenly like i mean it wasn't like to have that big of a sample of not being bad of just being totally fine and then to like take it up and not just crazy whereas like bryant it's like okay are we ever i know he was good this year but he wasn't quite as good as he was in san francisco like they both seem risky and, and i mean obviously Semyon is is i don't dude it's so hard i think i'd rather have Semyon. i also would assume that Semyon won't be as long of a contract um but I mean, I guess he's not that much older. I guess he's only a year older than Bryant, or, or basically a year older than Bryant. So, what do you what do you guys think? I think a lot of the love for Simeon from fans is because they just want to see a good second baseman in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, because like, when was the last time the Mariners had a good second baseman that wasn't accused of being on performance enhancing drugs? <laughs> uh i don't know you tell me <laughs> i don't like you'd have to go back to like i don't 90s. care that he was you i mean i'm not mad at cano anymore it's they, <laughs> they, they ditched that hot potato just in time so you know he gave us a lot of good years i don't you know doesn't mean anything to me um but i yeah i, I see your point i mean but at the same time like he uh, I'm also still just like, you know, dreading the, 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 the Kyle C. Not that I think they should have picked up his option. Like, I mean, we, I don't want to have the Kyle Seager conversation, but like, you know, the Ryan Healy years, or I guess 50 games was, was tough, right? That, that was, yeah. we, I, I just, I just am dreading the, the, the third base being like, I'm so used to second base being like whatever that it's like, I'm more used to that. Whereas like, Seager's been so solid at third where it's like that's and I also by the way Semyon presumably will be playing second base right whereas Bryant presumably will be it'll be like I would imagine like we did in San Francisco where it's you know some third some left you know and that's and that's fine too right there's value in that also uh, maybe Semyon could play also also play third but I assume if they if they sign Semyon it's like you're the everyday second baseman just the way you were in Toronto and I think that's why if it comes down to those two they should go with Bryant because you can leave Toro at second and it's mm-hmm. okay to just have a bat at second base. Yeah. Like you don't I mean, the, the thing 25 is like, homers from second, but you should expect that from your third baseman. For sure. I mean, Bryant, the other thing with Bryant is that like, he really hasn't even played that much third. Like he's obviously a third baseman naturally, but like he only played 21 games there this year. And I know that's because they had Longoria, but even before that, he was only going to play 26 games there. Um, I guess so. I guess it was more than that. I guess he played like 50 games there total, but um, I don't know. He and he's fine, right? Kyle Bryant's fine at third. It, it's hard. It's like, would Bryant be better at third than like hypothetically Semyon would be if he moved there? I don't know, but you know, I'd be happy with both of them, I think. But if you had to pick one, I think Semyon, <laughs> I think yeah. Semyon's my answer. All right. So then in the outfield, like you talked about, Bryant could play there a little bit. But the other thing you talked about, Buxton. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a legit chance that <sighs> Trader Jerry can work some magic and get Buxton? So Buxton is, I mean, he is amazing. He is, when he's on the field, like probably a top 25 player in the league. Yeah. Um, but he's never on the field. So <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> but I don't even know. I guess he did finish the year healthy, uh, if I recall. Now he's only got one year left, right? Um, but I think because he only has one year left, like, I think that's why you just freaking go for it. Like, I don't think, I think with the risk that he comes with, I think you could get him for like, one of the top like i don't think it would be the craziest price in what is a top five farm in baseball and i think that would be a a risk worth taking considering where they're at that's why i'm so intrigued by him as a possibility because like i just think with one year left like it's going to be expensive for sure i know that there were some rumors after the year that they were you know going after brian reynolds but like brian reynolds is more consistent and better not maybe not better but he's basically as good as reliable as buxton not as flashy and he's got i think four or five years of control left right 
Yeah. Um, and for a team like the Pirates, who are like mega rebuilding, that's why they're asking for Julio, right? And that's fine. I totally, I can't blame them, right? That's what but, they should be asking for. Exactly. Um, but I just, that's why I just think that Buxton is like exactly the kind of risk to, even if it means trading Hancock, honestly, like it could be like a one for one, like a, you know, maybe that would be the situation, right? Instead of doing like a, a hodgepodge of like five prospects ranked, you know, eight to 20, you know, it's just like, boom, Buxton for Hancock, one for one, right? Something like that. Um, and that's, that's just why, that's why I'm so intrigued. Now, I mean, obviously that's because I've loved Buxton forever, but like, that's why I'm, I'm intrigued by him. And then the other, and then if we really want to go totally nutso ridiculousness is yes, please. <laughs> you, so what do you say? Yes, please. Like, yeah. Okay. Go. Well then you throw in Donaldson also in the same deal, right? Now we're getting crazy right now. We're, and you know, that Donaldson comes with his own issues, but like dudes st- and he's 36 now. Right. But like, that's that's where you really start swinging in in some crazy terms, right? And he's still a well above average hitter, um, who is still, as far as I know, like a perfectly fine third baseman. Um, but that's the kind of move that that you know maybe based on where Minnesota's at. I mean, you'd be taking on a lot of money there, but think about it this way: if you're taking on the Donaldson money, you're probably uh, saving money there. Like, okay, so Donaldson's 21 next year, 21 the year after that, and then a $16 million team option. That's going to be cheaper than Chris Bryant. You know, yeah. that's going to be cheaper than, and I know he's going to be 38 at that point, but like, again, if we're trying to just like really speed this shit up, that's, that's the move. That's the mega move is, is do bucks in and Donaldson in one swoop. And then that's obviously a much bigger deal. Now we're really, you know, shipping out some, some probably some big names, but like th- th- then you're accomplishing two things at once. And, and then you presumably could still sign Semyon, you know, and now we're in like, you know, AJ Preller fever dream territory. Right. <laughs> um, which is exciting and terrifying at the same time. So, you know, at some point you just sound like you're playing fantasy baseball. And, and I realize that, but again, like, I think that's the kind of shit we're going to see. I really do. So I'm just, I, and I think that is, that is the obvious match. Uh, that I that I like and what I think would be the best use of resources. And yeah, it's crazy, but I don't know if it's that crazy because if the twins do decide that it's like, okay, we're going to rebuild and focus on the future, not like the immediate future, why wouldn't they try and ship those guys and rebuild with prospects? That's the thing. I mean, for them, it's like they, they killed it at the deadline last year. Holy shit. I mean, them getting Martin and Woods Richardson for – Barrios and then also getting Joe Ryan and Straubman for Nelly for, uh, for two months of Nelson Cruz. Like they, like that's a good front office, you know? I mean, they had a yeah. catastrophic season, um, but if they're they're they clearly aren't keeping bucks in long-term and like, are they still good enough right now to compete in the poopy annals AL central? Honestly, probably kind of, but like their pitching's pretty bad. So I would see them as, as a much stronger, you know, candidate to do something like that. Um, so that's, that is, that is the, that's the big one right there where it's like, we're really knocking two things out at once that I think could be pretty cool. So could you do like a Hancock stout and Deloach for those two? Would it be something like, uh, it'd probably be more than that. I mean, then you're probably getting into like also trading like some of like the young relievers, um, that you could see, like you'd also just be giving other pitching down. It, it would be, it would be more than that. But I would assume that taking, like, if they could just take on the whole Donaldson contract, which again, as I just described, would be cheaper than signing Chris Bryant, um, then you'd be in pretty good shape. Like you, I, I think that would. I'm not saying it would lessen the cost, but I think that, like, you know, that would help. That would help a lot. And they have the money to spend, so that's what I'm saying. Like, there, there's other ways to spend it than just giving it to a free agent. So, yeah. and if you're comfortable with what Donaldson does on defense, you know, the offense is there that it's not that much money, right? Like, do what they've done before and take it and then trade them again, yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's, but I that's I'm I'd be fine going like I don't think Marte's moving, but like I think or Julio, obviously. 
or probably Harry Ford because they just picked him. But like Kirby Hancock, Deloach, you know, Williamson, Phillips, Stout, all these, all these pitchers. And I know that, that you can never have too much pitching, but absolutely. I mean, you, you know, now's the time, man. Cade Marlowe, screw it. You know, take whatever the hell that season was and ship him to Minnesota. That's fine with me. <laughs> I have, well, hold on. I have a question for you guys. All right. On the pitching side, because we can fantasize about all these different combinations of hitters, right? And I, I there's a lot of them to like. The pitching, like, who, who, and I guess I haven't really looked as much on the, on the trade market side of things, but like, are there any pitchers that you think make sense? Also catching. That's the other one that I really haven't put a lot of thought into, but that's probably a different conversation. But but on the pitching side, are there any pitchers that you guys see either free agents or on the trade market where it's like, you know what? I would hate that. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of John Gray. And okay. the fact that he didn't get the qualifying offer today, it's kind of surprising. Well, never listen, if you if you if you're gonna try to understand the Rockies, you're you're wasting your time. <laughs> so I have a better chance understanding my wife than I do understanding the <laughs> I think another one, again, this is maybe, but I would say similar risk levels if we're also looking in the Minnesota bucket of who's probably trying to head in the wrong direction would be Sonny Gray, um, who's not that expensive. Uh, but I don't know how much I like love Sonny Gray. But then, okay, free agents though. All right, like... Like Robbie Ray scares the shit out of me. Scherzer's not happening. I'm sorry. I like let's just move past that. Okay. I I know people like people are gonna throw that around and but I I just I mean I'd love to be wrong, but I, I just don't think so. But okay, so like Robbie Ray, Gaussman, Stroman, like how how are we feeling? Is it are we interested in those players? Like, do we, are we excited? About, like, I just, I'm just have such huge concerns about all of them, but they're also, but I would also probably be excited about all of them. Like, what do you guys think? So I'm just going all in on Robbie Ray. I want really? a lefty who can lead the rotation and strike oh, people out. Man. Who's kind of weird. And like, I give him a break for his rough season because the dude got hit in the head. Like everybody gets a free pass after getting hit in the head. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I just can't get out of my head. He, it, when he is not, I, I know he literally might be about to win the Cy Young. I just, I don't, I cannot believe that he just halved his walk rate. And even good Robbie Ray is just not fun to watch at all. <laughs> like... <laughs> I just again I know he was awesome this year but I so I don't know for some reason that's the one that just scares the shit out of me even though I know he's he's very good I don't feel like I want a right-hander more than a left-hander and if that's the case I want Stroman so Stroman over Gossman because I don't I just feel like Stroman like has that energy and excitement and like seems like he's fitting with the Mariners I agree. I think he'd fit in perfectly. I think the great thing about Stroman is that he doesn't really get hurt and he doesn't ever like really suck. Like he, I pretty much know what I'm getting. He's maybe not like super duper frontline ace. Cause you know, he's not even striking on a guy printing, but like, I think he would throw like, think about it. He was, he put up a three Oh two being what his extreme ground ball pitchers with the Mets defense. <laughs> and I know that it was obviously better with Lindor and once they had Baez, right? But like, that's crazy. You know, think about if he has, you know, Ty France at third base after he works with Perry Hill. I mean, it's going to be, it'll be amazing. He'll have a, a one. Yeah, so, four gold glovers in the infield. He's going to. Exactly. So this is what I'm saying. Like, I think, I think, like, I think he would thrive in that sense. And then Gossman, I love Gossman, but he, that's, that's, that's a, that's kind of feels like a like a risky risky business just in terms of relatively small sample size of success and like I think he's good but I I don't know that feels like a risky one to go to go long term. Yeah, the kind of guy where if they got him, you'd be like, well, I mean, we got a frontline guy, but let's hope it works out instead of being yeah. excited about it. Yeah. So that one, 
And then there's like the real wild cards. Like, I mean, I I'm biased cause I'm friends with him, but Carlos Rodon, like he didn't, he didn't get QO'd either. Um, and I, I mean, he's a huge health risk, but man, who he is, I guess you could say that. I mean, like Syndergaard, I guess in that bucket too, but I assume he'll just take the QO, but I, I, I gotta say, I like the John Gray pick. Um, I think that that's one that probably wouldn't wouldn't cost as much, but I just like all these pictures. I'm just like, oh, okay, like Discofani, right? There's one where I would be like, okay, nice, 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 and that wouldn't cost that much. Um, but I don't know. The other I one know. I kind of want is Alex Wood. Oh, you know what? Oh, you said you do want Alex Wood? Yeah. Oh yeah. Again, that one probably wouldn't cost that much. So sure, I'd be fine. My with that. thought with him was you could get him and overpay him on a short contract and he could uh-huh. like bridge the gap to the young guys. Sure. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if it, it, I think that's going to be the big question is, it, you know, if they have all this money to spend, it's just how much of it is devoted to, to the offense versus the pitching. I think it's going to have to be towards the offense. Like I think that they would much rather focus on scoring runs. I mean, they, they literally they won 90 games with, you know what the lowest batting average in the league and like the like it was you know it was, it was pitiful it was, it was a bad offense so well, the, the game before ty france came back after being hit on the wrist or whatever mm-hmm. the mariners were like on pace to set the record for worst batting average ever yeah i know five to ten points yeah and that's when they were still right oh that's the thing like the pitching i know it's like okay we got where it's going to be you know flex and uh uh gilbert and marco and then you know I guess two spots TBD, um, but that's the thing. So, would you rather, you know, go Alex Wood and Gossman or Alex Wood and, you know, uh, Strowman, um, or you just do get three hitters? Uh, here's one that we also need to discuss. This was also mentioned in Divish's thing because I know Mariners Twitter was freaking out about it. Mark Canna. I'm just gonna yeah. say it. No, you don't. You're not interested. He's you, really good, but I've hated him for too long. I, he's times. he's been my least favorite opponent now. For seems like a great guy, but he has just been like the face of just like God damn it, Oakland for the last four <laughs> years, and I don't, I don't, do not want to invite him into my home. So that's very irrational, but that's just how I feel. Well, that's like being a fan, though. Sometimes, is you have the irrationalness <laughs> with some guys, like no, just. I know he could be good and he could help and him and Ty France might get hit 97 times combined. But <laughs> oh, that's true. No. That's true. No, we, maybe that's my point. We already have a hit by pitch King. I don't need another one. Well, just put them back to back in the lineup. And then like <laughs> once every two weeks, they'll both be on base because they got hit. Uh, he is really good. But like, give me Carlos Correa a billion times. I don't care. I give me all the Astros before I have to watch Mark Canna. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, not rational. And like I try, like you said, like I'm trying to be realistic here. What? Okay, let me throw out some other names. How much? What? what okay. What about Chris Taylor? Mm, that seems like a bad idea, right? <laughs> so yeah, like Chris Taylor scares me. It's, he's gonna get overpaid so much because of how well he did. I know. It's like I don't want to pay that guy three for whatever it's gonna be. You just no thanks. I just everyone's like, oh, he's like Zobris. Like, dude, the Zobris contract did not go. Super. I know they won immediately, but like he tailed off in a in a hurry. I, I don't need. And, and by the way, ta- I mean Taylor. Maybe it's just because like I mean obviously he's a different player, but no matter how good he is, we're no one's excited about Chris Taylor. I'm sorry, it's not <laughs> happening, right? Like I'd be more excited about Schwarber even if he made literally zero sense. Or does he? Hmm. Maybe Schwarber. Schwarber, left fielder, Schwarber DH. It's your left fielder DH. I don't. How? Bad oh, here's another one. I'm, now I'm just rambling. Do we really want Nelly Cruz back? No, <laughs> no, we don't. No. Right? He's a we great don't. dude. Like he might be one of the best guys in baseball. Yeah, we don't but need he's that. Also, like 74 years old. And- we do not need that. It's he's just. No, he's not. He's he's fine. I just I don't need to be a part of that anymore. It's fine. I love Nelly. Like, please, I just. Give me something else. I, I don't want to be there when it does go off the cliff. You know, it's not the time to, to take that risk. Um, it would be interesting seeing Nelson Cruz on the team where he's literally old enough to be some 
like the dad of some of the other players. Oh yeah. Well, he just was with Wanda Franco, so that's very true. I mean, he knows it. He knows it well. It's not even. It's not going to get. I mean, Franco's younger than Julio, so you know, it doesn't even get. Doesn't get much crazier than that. Um, man, now I'm just scrolling through free agents. Also, okay, so it's like, oh, we have to get Tyler Anderson back. I'm like, do we? <laughs> if he's going like, to be he's your fine. number five. If, if he wants to come back for for three years and 30 million like sure but i just like can we can we can we set our sights higher maybe that's my point yeah can we have like bigger dreams some back is like a very early 2010s mariners thought yeah it's like, hey, like, this guy was good like again if you want to go all in and just blow it out and sign Semyon and Brian and trade for Bucks and Donaldson, then yeah, okay, bring back Tyler Anderson, right? That's fine. But like <laughs> that can't be step number one. We we gotta we gotta do better than that. We gotta shoot higher than 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 Tyler Anderson. You know, respect. I know he was really stabilized things, I know. Really going go on out there and giving us five innings. Really exciting. Really exciting stuff. Just you could put anybody out there and when they're getting rid of the bullpen starts, people are gonna enjoy it. Right. That's very true. It's like, please, no more, you know, Casey Lawrence. Uh, (laughs) No more, uh, no more LJ Newsome. Probably, probably. Oh, didn't he get claimed? I think he got claimed, but right. Yeah, he's going to St. Louis. Yeah. Oh, man. Wish him the best. Won't miss watching him pitch, but (laughs) (laughs) wishing him the best. So if the Mariners are going to get a big name bat for the outfield, because like they do need some type of hitting, yeah, is there some free agent that stands out? I know JD Martinez isn't turning down his player option, which was kind of surprising. So okay, so we got we got Bryant. This basically counts. We got Starling Marte. That's another interesting, you know, center fielder. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be all over that. Castellanos um, is an interesting option. Schwarber, Conforto is terrifying. He might take a. I know he's a Pacific Northwest guy, but I, I mean, I, I uh, he'll probably take a qualifying offer. That's what I think too. After the year he just had. Now here, you know, you know who I freaking love. Oh wow, I didn't even think about this. You know who I am so like I'm just irrationally gigantic fan of, and probably won't cost that much. Is Avi Garcia. I oh, love that, that dude. Ever since I saw he had the ability like for the mutual option to turn it down or whatever. It's like, he would be an interesting guy to have because he's just quietly. I'm a huge fan. Like that's again, you're like trying to find because what, what should be the advantage of this off season is that they should be able to both go get a big fish and then still spend on like a reasonably decent, like just a good player. And I think that's what Garcia can be. And it like, he can start and left. I would be overjoyed if he's starting left, you know, and Semyon's at third, at second, you know, like that's that's great. Um, I mean, then the other the other total wild card in that in that same category, although I think is probably more volatile, is, is Solaire. <laughs> oh. uh, which I mean, that's that's another one that, and then obviously Canna is in that conversation also. I mean, he's a little bit older. Eddie Rosario, of course, all, all the Braves icons. Uh, from the postseason, um, I think they should just go sign all the ex Cubs and just get Soler and Baez <laughs> and Bryant. And- yeah, Baez is the one I'm also just like. I know he was good with the Mets. I just i I love Javi. I I would just I'd rather watch it from a distance. <laughs> I think. How long until him and JP Crawford got into like a shoving match? <laughs> I just like I think I I. I don't. I don't want to watch Javi every day. I just want to watch the highlights. There's, there's my point. Oh, yeah, I that's think... a great. That's another argument for Semyon, right? Like yeah. he doesn't. He's not like a guy that really goes cold. No, he never looks terrible, right? Think about okay, who who can look terrible, right? Chris Bryant, we can look terrible. We yeah. that is he looked he looked pretty terrible. Trevor Story, he can look terrible. Starling Marte, eh, not as much. Cassianos, eh, he doesn't really ever look terrible. Schwarber, he can look terrible. Conforto, he can look terrible, right? 
but we have a high tolerance for terrible. I mean, we watched some <laughs> some terrible stuff. So, like we said, what was it? Two they batted two thirty. So, you well, know, there's we, terrible, and then there's Mariners left field, center field, <laughs> second base batting averages. Oh man. Oh like man, I'm so yo here. Wait, one more. Andrew Heaney can't do it. Please, no. That would be. I might renounce my fandom. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to take a break. No Heaney. Heaney not to Seattle. Heaney to one of the other 29 teams. I like Castellanos. I think he'd be an interesting mm, okay. left field DH guy. Yeah, I think like that's... just just rotate Kalnick, Lewis, Castellanos. Totally. I would be. I th- and he's you know he's only 30, so he's a little bit young um as a free agent yeah i think that would be i think that would be fine i'd be cool with that massive bat he's he that dude he i mean i would be a little bit concerned about him ballpark wise um just a little bit uh but he's good he is he is a very very good hitter i'm not not concerned about that. I think the overall numbers would probably come down a little bit, but I think, I think it'd be more like, I mean, he was 30, hundred this year, 38 doubles, 34 homers, hundred. I mean, I would expect closer to the 30 doubles and 25 homers if he's playing in Seattle for 81 games, but it's still great hitter. I would, I would be fine with that. Yeah, that would be wonderful. And like with him, you might be able to get him on a three-year deal, overpay him a little bit. Or mm-hmm. even just a three-year deal because he might want another contract because he'll only be 32, 33 when it's over. Yeah, that's interesting. I mean, he did just opt out of this one. So you also could argue that like now he's trying to like go long term. Um he also sucks and left. So yes. That would be one where you like that's problematic because then you're still playing Kelnick in center. And now your outfield is just not very good. Um so that's where, that's where again. I mean, look at my my bucks and master plan. It's just, <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty freaking good. You know, Marte is another one because right. Who are the other true center fielders in the market? It's really just him. Um, I mean, and he's going to bring you a lot of speed. We know that. That by the way, that's the other thing about Avi Siles. He's he's actually. I mean, he's gigantic, but he's actually pretty good and left. So. I, I like that one. I think like he's the underrated one people aren't going to think about. So I'm glad you brought him up. Yeah, he he also can look pretty terrible, I will say. But I again, like I don't think he's going to cost that much. And I just think that like if you go all in on Semyon, he's a great one to to plug in the left. So uh, not having to go all in on him or whatever, like you mentioned, what do you think it would take to get a guy like him then? Yeah, man, that's a good question. So he's 30. I mean. Because he turned down a $12 million option, I think, is what it was. So he's probably like, okay, well, think about it this way. What did Michael Brantley get? I know they're very different players, but like Michael Brantley is way better than Avisal Garcia. Now, I know he was a little bit older. Did he get two for 32? He got two for 32. Um, So like if he gets two for 32 for his age 34 and 35 seasons, I know he's, I guess he's, but it's like, similar level defender and a more consistent bat than like, I don't know. Garcia is probably what three for 35. Is he really going to get a deal? That's the same as the option he just turned down. Like, uh, right. Probably. I guess. Well, yeah, I guess he, I mean, he assumes so, right. At least he's, I mean, he's certainly going to be looking for multiple years. So maybe the AAV is lower. But I don't know. I think that's that's kind of a fun one. That's. I mean, if I saw that they signed him like three for forty five, I'd still be fine with it. But man, like again, like comparing him and Solaire is fascinating because (laughs) Solaire is a year younger and was absolutely horrible for last year and the first half of this year. But then hit forty eight home runs in twenty nineteen, which like. He also led the league in strikeouts and the ball was juiced. But you don't just, you can't just hit 48 home runs. I mean, that's not like, okay, who do you think? Like, I'm not sure. Who would you think gets more money, Soler or Garcia? I don't know. Is Soler going to have the recency bias? And he's just, whenever he has a meeting, he shows them the home run. I know. He's like, like hey, I don't know. Do you guys watch the World Series? Yeah. 
Like, oh, did you see my really awesome World Series home run? Oh no, no, no not that one. Oh no, 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 not that one. Oh no, it was it was the I was the third one. That's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, I would do that too. I would just like have it always up on your phone and show people. Like in is any that, conversation. Is that I gotta say, is that the best again, recency bias, but like three separately iconic home runs in one world series? That's yeah, pretty freaking awesome. That's hard it, to do. It's up there for like best, right? Because Springer hit five, I think, in 2017, but I don't. I only remember like two of them. And it's George Springer, so who cares? And it's George Springer, so who cares? But like Soler, I mean, first batter of the World Series, go ahead homer in the game four, and then basically the clincher over the train tracks. Like that's, I mean, yeah. I'd give him probably $300 million. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. $100 million for each amazing home run. Sounds yeah, good to me. It's up there for like, if you're going to put together best home run in the World Series, it's like you got Carter and Mazeroski, and then it's probably Soler. <laughs> I think, right. I think you're right. I think you're absolutely, I think we, we tell Gibson to shove it. I think Soler... <laughs> All three of his are, are better than that. Um, oh, and then there's the then there's the Seiya Suzuki wild card. Oh boy, yeah. There's I don't know if he can play center, but I mean he's 27, so I'm sure we'll get those rumors. People they're gonna I mean those whether they're interested in him or not, people are gonna make shit up that he is anyway because he's Japanese. So, um, which is fine. He seems awesome, so that'd be cool. Did he is he gonna post or did he end up? It's he, happening. It sounds like yeah. it's happening. That's what so, I thought. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. That's that's a really that's gonna be a really interesting one in the outfield market. So, just don't tease Mariners fans the entire time and then go to somebody else in their division so that we have to hate you. <laughs> Even though we love. Hey, him. hey, you know what? He made his decision. And he's not going to win a damn game for the next three years, and that's his problem. Then he'll get paid, and that's great. Love Otani, his loss. Enjoy your relevance in Anaheim, my friend. Could you imagine having two of the best five players in baseball in the same outfield and not being a good team? <laughs> I can, actually. I, I watch it every day. It's very funny. <laughs> Don't have to imagine it. It will continue to exist next year. So Very true. All right, oh, so man. I guess – when the off season's over, do you think the Mariners end up having a payroll of like 120, 130 million dollars and kind of sitting in the middle of MLB payrolls? Has to be. Has to be over. I think okay, so again, I know we might be looking at slightly different numbers, but 120 would yeah, would basically put them in the middle of the league. Um This is good. You know what? Let's 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 all guess. Let's all guess what the number is on opening day. Ooh. Ooh, there you go. All right. You want to do this? You want to do a little want to do a little closest to the pin action? All right. I'm always down. Let's do a little let's do a little wager. Let's do winner uh gets a jersey of the person's choice. All right. Subsidized by the two losers between the three of us. All right. Mariners opening day payroll. I will start the bidding and I will say that the Mariners opening day payroll will be $136 million. Ooh, 136, huh? Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm going 118. Damn. All right. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to go 125. Okay. All right. So we got a good, good variation. Uh, write this down. Don't you forget it. I got it on here and I'll like, when I post it tomorrow, I'll put it in the tweet and whatever so that it's on there. Okay. One, what did I say? One thirty-six. Yep. Uh, let's hope we're low balling and just, you know, they blow us out of the water. Um, yeah. It comes out there signing Ray and Simeon and Brian. And I, yeah, I think, I think I think that's I think that's about either way, all of that's obviously going to be much higher than it has been. 
You know what though? If you win and it is like 140 million, then I think we all win. That means the Mariners. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. 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 But yes. So, yeah. I don't know. I mean, is there anything else we need to cover? I mean, we could we could just be rattling off names all night long. But you know, I mean, there is one guy that I really want the Mariners to sign, and I've wanted him for like 13 years now. <laughs> 13 years. So it's probably uh, not Carlos Correa. No, nope, it's, uh, it's Darren O'Day, just because I want my own last name on the back of a Mariners jersey. Wow, 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 wow. Is he a free agent again? Yeah, he is. What did he do this year? I have no idea. What is Darren O'Day up to? I mean, he's been hurt a little bit, but... Let's see, I, 39. I okay, I, so he should come pretty cheap. Just one year, like three million bucks. Oh, that's buy, dude. This is a this is a minor league spring training invite. I mean, this is a thirty nine year old injured person. Don't ruin my dreams, Jordan. I'm saying it's gonna it's not gonna cost three million. So if they if they see, here's the problem. Oh wait a minute, wait wait. Do they still? No, they don't still have Joe Smith. So they could do it. You can't have Joe Smith and Darren O'Day. No. Yeah, Smith's gone. Get O'Day. I'm buying a jersey the day he signs. Okay. The O day he signs, you'll be there. There you go. <laughs> that's um, that's great. I'm glad that your your sites are. Uh... Hey, wait, can we cover one more thing? Can we cover one more thing? Then and then I go to sleep because it's one twenty two in my brain and twelve twenty two where I actually am. <laughs> um, how are we feeling about the catcher position? Um, I'm actually feeling okay about Raleigh because he didn't play a ton and he's a rookie and he's trying to learn how to do it at the major league level. Hmm. I just remembered Luis Trenz existed. I haven't mentioned his name. I don't think we have, but he's probably the answer at DH this year. Well, or he's going to end up being the person who DHs this year. I don't know if he's the answer or not. If it's not, well, uh, he's another trade candidate, honestly. Um, yeah. I would say especially if they add more bats. Anyway, so you think you're fine with with Raleigh. I mean, Murphy, like who do you think starting on opening day? It's probably still Murphy, right? I mean, I guess Murphy could be non-tender, but I would be kind of surprised by that. With how weak the catching market is, it's like, are you really going to let Murphy go and hope to get Jan Gomes? I don't. Yeah, I, that's, I don't have interest in that. And I also don't have interest in trading for Wilson Contreras either. Because like... like I would much rather the, the the argument for keeping Murphy is basically like it doesn't matter that he totally sucks at hitting now. Like he can manage a staff and that's what they're gonna need more than anything for the younger pitchers and even the young ish pitchers. Um and I think Raleigh will be good at that too at some point. But I would rather I there's just not any options out there that I feel like are like a good enough answer. And I um, think that's the problem is. Yeah. I just, I don't really want Gomes. I don't really. And I don't really know who else you could trade for, honestly, on the catching side. Um, besides Contreras and Contreras is just not that good of a defender. And I don't, Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like Roberto just, Perez. I don't know. Like, ugh. I think you run it back. You hope Murphy hits two twenty something. He was, man, he was so bad. Yes. He was like, in terms of like, I mean, again, they all were hitting 220. Sorry, they're all hitting 210. (laughs) But like in terms of, in terms of just like most hopeless at bats, this is good. Let's finish with this. Let's finish with some bad vibes here. Perfect. 2021, 2021, who's coming to the plate and you have literally zero hope? Uh, how long can the list be? Okay, so <laughs> here are the candidates. Kelnick, when he sucked. Ooh. Okay, specific Kelnick when he sucked. Obviously not Kelnick at the end. Uh, Jake Bowers in between clutch hits was horrific. Tom Murphy pretty much the whole time. And uh, as much as it pains me to say it, Big Marm. Ooh. <laughs> um is also is also a candidate. And honestly, Cal Raleigh probably deserves to be in this discussion as well. Who who game on the line? <laughs> who do you not want up at the plate? Eric Campbell? 
Wasn't yeah. <laughs> Oh, can I just say one more thing? Jack Mayfield, who pitched for the Mariners in 2021, got 255 plate appearances for Shohei Otani's baseball team. Yeah. I remember seeing him a lot at the end of the year and being like, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> <laughs> they, they released Jose Iglesias so that, so that Jack Mayfield could get playing time. So Incredible. My answer is, if it's not the Astros pitching, I don't want to see Dylan Moore. Mm. <laughs> that's, a, that's another really good answer. But it's probably probably Murphy, because Bowers is just going to hit a single, because that's all they can do. Right. And Bowers, Bowers is good at bats. Yeah. Bowers, the, he, he knows the zone. It's just... It's just there's not a lot of not a lot of except the the crazy like 500 foot homer he hit in Kansas City that was crazy. Um, it's but just saving all his power for one swing. It really it really was. But man, Murphy, man, he had 11 home runs. I don't remember any of those. Yeah, I think it was situations where it never mattered. Oh my god, he was just. I was fooled. I really was fooled. I thought he was going to be decent. Yeah. Oh, he just sucked so much. All right. He hit like 270 in 2019. Yep. Yeah. 858 OPS. Holy shit. <laughs> and basically half a season. Like not Yeah. Not a tiny sample. But that's maybe he's just like a juice ball hero, as they say. But uh, if the Mariners can fix their lineup with some of these guys we've talked about, and it's mm-hmm. Murphy Raleigh splitting the year at the eight or nine spot, I'm okay with that. I agree. I agree. I don't think catching should be the priority. I really don't. Yeah. I would if be disappointed. If you have something like yeah. Toro, Kelnick, and those at your 7, 8, 9 spots, mm-hmm. then you're probably in a pretty good position. Yep. I agree. I am with you on that. <clears throat> so I guess before we let you go, who is the, the one guy you want them to sign? The one guy I would be most happy, I think it I think it has to be Simeon. All right. Even if it's hitter or pitcher, you're you're going Simeon? Uh yeah. Yeah. I, I do why is there do you want Robbie Ray more than you want Simeon? No, I, they need a bat. Okay. So you do you agree with me? Or are you yes. like I mean Carlos Correa, like, okay, sure, but like that's not happening. So I don't know. Yeah. Like it, it'd be interesting if Correa is still willing to play third, but I don't know about that. Yeah, no, that's not it. That would be stupid. Okay, by the way, here's the other thing. I know people want to be mad about gold gloves. It's it's just a stupid award. Like, Carlos Correa is amazing. Sometimes he's going to win. Sometimes Crawford's going to win. Like, whatever. <laughs> it's not like him losing is like J.B. Crawford's bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, gold gloves are dumb. Doesn't Fangraphs have uh, the Kansas City shortstop, Nicky Lopez or whatever his name right. is? Yeah, look, Lopez awesome. It's like whatever. they have him above both of them in Dior on Fangraphs. And he wasn't even a finalist. So it's yeah. like it's let's all relax. Everyone's gonna everyone's A's fans are like, oh my god, Olsen didn't win again. It's like who cares? Well, what <laughs> are you gonna be mad at Yuli Guriel? Like, oh, to take it away from him. This 38-year-old finally won a gold glove. Like, what a shame. Like, who cares? Just let yeah. people win things. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Gold gloves are like all-star games in the NBA, they don't matter. Yeah, Pro Bowls. I think you mean Pro Bowls. Or, or Pro Bowls. Or the point on <laughs> whose line is it anyway. Uh, what uh, – wait, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. So, Semyon. Right. Semyon's my answer. But if the if the Twins blockbuster happens, just know. Just you run this tape, baby. I haven't seen this idea anywhere else. Well, it may or may not be on a baseball website that I manage – that it's been on there for Buxton and Donaldson, but I'll, I'll, I'll say you have it. Okay. That's fine. Well, I'll, we, this, this week together have, have sprouted this and have promoted this idea. We will get full credit when it happens. Then I'm calling you and we can talk about it. Please do look forward to it. All right. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you, gentlemen. Uh, a joy as always and go Ems. All right. So, as you can tell, it took up most of the episode. Yeah, yeah. Like a little, little longer than normal. We're pushing an hour already. <laughs> Which means Alex has had an entire 55 minutes or seconds, whatever, behind the scenes right there for you <laughs> to think about the answer to the trivia question. 
Let's see. Uh, Who started the last playoff game for the Mariners? Freddy Garcia. No, it was not him. Jamie Moyer. Nope. It was against the Yankees. Game five. Let's see. I'm trying to go back and see if... Got to try to remember who was on the pitching staff then. I think that was the year where... It might have been 2003. One of those years, not looking off the top of my head. Like, the pitchers made every start or something. And, like, the number five pitcher still threw 186 innings or something. That might have been 2003, though. Moyer started game three. Seven-inning masterpiece, and the Mariners only win. Paul Abbott started game four. Freddie Garcia started game two. And who started game one? I'm giving you extra time to think about it by looking at all the starters. Oh, the same guy who started game one started game five. I was trying to think of who the starting number one guy was. I don't know if he would have been the number one guy because it's the championship oh. series. So they'd already played the divisional series. True. Because I think Moyer and Garcia were the one two, probably. Even though he did have a pretty good year. Or he did have a pretty good stretch. I'll go with that. Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Do you want to know? What actually was the best year of his career? Do you want to know? You ready for the answer? Hold on. <laughs> sure, yeah. Aaron Seeley. Yeah. Aaron Seeley was the last starter for the Mariners. In 2001, he threw 215 innings with a 3.6 ERA. It's a pretty good season. It's a pretty good season. 4.8 strikeouts per nine. <laughs> he had 114 strikeouts in 215 innings. That's crazy. Yeah, that's, that's not good. But. If Chris Flexen's making fun of you for how few people you strike out, you know you don't strike anybody out. Yeah. yeah so he started. That's crazy that Aaron Seeley started the last game for the Mariners. It was against Andy Pettit. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that I had almost four guys go 30, start 30 games. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. 34, 33, 33, 27. Yeah, it's pretty good. And this year, the Mariners had like 20 guys start. Yeah. Or bad. like 14. That was bad. <laughs> and it looks like it was actually the Mariners' defense that failed them in that last playoff game. Because Seeley went four, gave up five. One was earned. Mm. That's not good. Yeah. Well, that was a fun little trivia question. It's a good one. I'll have to try and think of something as interesting next time. I don't know. So has anything changed for you? I mean, we talked to Jordan for a long time. Did he change your mind on anything about free agents? Just like one quick thought about it. Like, is there someone who popped out and it's like, oh, they should, or, yeah, they should get that guy. Yeah, I kind of like the Garcia one. Avasayo? Yes, I was not going to try to pronounce his and first I name. I love saying his first name, just because, like, you can put so much into it. Avasayo. <laughs> I think he'd be a good one to try to throw into the outfield for a little bit. Yeah. And that's the thing. He's, he's quiet. Like, when you hear, or when you think of impact or nice bats for the outfield, it's almost like you'd have to be reminded about him. Be like, oh, yeah, let's go with him. 29 homers, 86 RBI, 8 steals, a 262, 330, 490 slash line this year. That's pretty good. And he plays decent defense, too. Yeah, especially for a big guy. Yeah, because yeah, he's, what, 6'4", 250. He's a linebacker. Yeah. Big old tank out there. <laughs> and this is going to be his 30-31 season because his birthday's in June. Yeah. So he's a big dude. And he would be a nice bat to have at probably a decent price. Um, yeah. What, low 20s for home runs? I mean, he's got 18, 19, 20, and 29, throwing out 2020 because it's dumb. Yeah. So, yeah, I'll get you in, probably into the 20s. Yeah. I think it'd be interesting. You get him for that twelve to fourteen a year range. Yeah, something not too expensive, but 
Which then would be nice if you were going to pay Simeon. Like if you got Simeon or Bryant, whichever one. Yeah, someone else. And Garcia. So you're dropping 40-ish million on those two yeah. per year. And then you could go and sign two pitchers for another 40 million. Talking at 80 million? Yeah. So about 125 total? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that was a fun little bet. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to go high with it. I was thinking like, ah, 130, 135. But when he went there, I was like, nope, I got to go low. I need to be on the other end of it. Yeah, I was like, well, I'm going in the middle, I guess. Because <laughs> it could have been mean and just gone like, if we went 135 and 137, just a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> should have. funny. Ooh, it's like, you're not winning. And then he'd win and it, it comes right like on there. 136, 490,000 or whatever. So it's like, just barely makes him win. Like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. I thought it was a little fun bet. It's it's a jersey. Yeah. I thought it was fun. But, uh, yeah, that's going to do it for the episode. I mean, we're at an hour five already. It's a full episode. Yeah. It just looks really weird as we're recording, but, hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I know. Uh, Who cares? If you want to support us, you can go to Anchor, or you can go to Patreon to support us, actually. Uh, we started that up. Patreon is more acceptable to different tiers for how to support, and you can put bonuses and stuff in there. So if you want to just support us, you want to come on the show, you want to have your own segment, a bunch of different things, you can go to Patreon and check that out. Um, just type in Mariner's Mojo Podcast and whatever the platform is of your choice, and it will pop up. So make sure to head out there and support Mariner's Mojo, the heartbeat of baseball.